one danger that you shouldn't get seduced by metric analysis as a substitute for action. There's going to be a relationship between the amount of time you spend on analysis and the amount of time you spend on action. This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this shorter episode, we bring you our hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects, fresh from our expert panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Michael Easy. Let's jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best Amazon stock management tool. How much has going out of stock cost you over the lifetime of your business? And what is it going to cost you this Q4? Eva predicts precisely what stock you need. It learns from your account and it improves constantly. Eva serves hundreds of private label seven-figure sellers. To get a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Marketing is a great game of competitive strategy across many platforms and tool sets. And in today's conversation, we're going to get a hot take from our panel on their favorite metric involved in marketing and e-commerce and do a deep dive for a few minutes into why they like that metric and really get their point of view on the valuable aspects of doing marketing in support of your e-commerce brand. So I'm happy to just start the conversation here and have somebody go first. I didn't pre-plan this in any way, but one of y'all just jump in with your favorite metric for marketing. Kyle, you want to go first? I can, absolutely. I would say my favorite metric for marketing is the CPA or cost per acquisition or cost per action that I found to be the most useful uh, metric when you're trying to measure how much is it going to cost you in order to acquire a brand new customer. And I think ultimately, many times our marketing campaigns are built around new customer acquisition. So in order to do that effectively, you need to first know what is a good break-even CPA for you, and then track that across all of your channels so you can optimize appropriately. All right. Love that one, man. Very cool. Cost of acquisition or customer acquisition cost. Is that what the phrase you use? Customer acquisition cost? Yeah. Cost per acquisition is one, but that's a, it's basically the same. It's the same thing. You can interchange mm-hmm. those two terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Let's keep going. Who wants to go next? Michael, are you going to jump in? Yeah, happy to jump in. I have lots of favorite marketing metrics. I think my favorite one is conversion rate, which is a fairly primitive sounding one. I think there's a lot that's behind it though. And first of all, it shows a lot about the health of your product and your listing or product detail page, depending if you're on Amazon, Shopify, etc. If you have it, the relationship with price is always interesting. If you raise your price, does the conversion rate just go down exactly correspondingly? Or is there a little bit of uh, leeway there? In other words, do you have pricing power? And that relates back to your the strength of your brand and also the quality of the messaging is in there as well. If you image work and the type of message you're putting across resonates with the consumers you're trying to approach and how your consumers feel about your product again on amazon's the most direct place that if you have a review average rating that drops down by from like 4.5 star average to four star average or 4.4 star to 3.5 star i see i've seen basically halving in conversion rate so a lot of stuff shows up in the conversion rate the other reason i love it is because you can work on this without adding to your direct cost structure so if you work once on a listing and upgrade the images or possibly just the messaging is clearer you can get a jumping conversion rate that sticks and so there's a kind of magic about conversion rate optimization for me that is so rewarding compared to sweating to get just new traffic there in the first place 
Yeah, I love that one, man. In our CEO small group a few months back, I guess it was maybe last fall, we did a whole series of, of topics on convert, what I call conversion rate possibility frontiers, which is the idea that a lot of people get into, let's say if Shopify was a context in which we were talking about it. A lot of people get into their Shopify work and they end up with a conversion rate of, let's just say it's 1.5%. And they get in their mind that sort of a line that is important and that it's like only small, you know, possible movements, but then other people's Shopify sites have a conversion rate of 3% and other people's Shopify sites have conversion rate of 8%. One example is our Pixie Fair's 18% conversion rate because we run a freemium model. And so understanding the different, the, the range of possible conversion rates and why they change and how they change is so critically important for Shopify. We had a client, for example, who was struggling so hard on his conversion rate. It was just horrible, pretty much. I mean, it was pretty pretty bad, no disrespect. And he knew that. He knew it was really bad. And he couldn't get it to change. And then he changed his site's theme and it doubled. And it was the site theme that was so like problematic. And uh, so I love that topic as well. That's one of my favorites, but it's not my favorite. That's not the one I'm going to uh, share today. But it's a great one. My favorite marketing metric, but I'll camp on it for a moment. And uh, and there's two that go uh, in parallel with for me. And that is email list growth is the number one metric that I think is so vitally important for so many reasons. And for people who are blown up in the Amazon world and they're all about Amazon velocity, this metric will be like, what now? <laughs> but the underlying premise of it is uh, direct to consumer conversations grow your own list and the growth of the email list. To me, if I just track back when we started in on eBay in 2007, they had a newsletter tool that you could do in eBay. And we had 125 piled up in our email newsletter. And then I really got the conviction that email marketing was so central. And you just, you had to build your own list. And we started doing that. And then we got from 125 names to then 1,000 and then 5,000 and 10,000. You know, you go through the whole journey of growth as you start to learn those systems. Um, working on switching to the Clavio from MailChimp right now, and I think it's 237,000 names that we have to migrate over. So the that metric for me is you could just draw a line and say the growth of your business in proportion to the growth of your email list or one way or the other, they're correlated. And, and so I, I think that's a huge metric. The other one that I would say is just a follow on metric to it is open rate of your emails because you, you that indicates that you've got the right people and you've got the right messaging on your list. It's, a big list is not helpful if it's not helpful. And so you want to have the right people and so I, I think those two pieces, if anybody's starting out and you got one piece of advice, I think the strong advice would be grow a list of interested consumers for whatever niche or industry you're in, and it will serve you well for years and years to come. And so that's my number one. Okay. Any follow-on thoughts, any ricochet action, anybody like anybody else's or hate anybody else's or thoughts on I, conversation? I just want to plunge in on uh, what Chris said, which is very interesting. I, I think I'm the opposite of you, Chris, that I love analysis, but I think there's a, there's an opposite danger to not taking note of the metrics, which is getting seduced by them and getting caught up in not so much paralysis analysis. It's just like a a pig in the proverbial just wallowing in them and, and actually not really 
um, focusing on just taking action. And obviously you're a man of huge action you've created. Is it five, seven figure businesses? I would say that's an opposite danger that I have seen with my clients. Actually, sometimes early stage clients as well get wrapped up in that. So that is one danger that you shouldn't get seduced by metric analysis as a substitute for action. There's going to be a relationship between the amount of time you spend on analysis and the amount of time you spend on action, I would guess. And I certainly tend to err on the side of analysis enjoyment and indulgence too much yeah no doubt yeah no that's great good stuff man kyle any final thoughts from your point of view yeah i think uh, i agree with all of what you guys have said i think it can be very confusing i don't know if you've ever opened up a google ads screen or a facebook advertising screen and you're looking at all these metrics and you're like what is happening i don't even know where to start and what i think that ends up doing for me is it drives home the importance between strategy and tactics. Oftentimes, there are a lot of metrics that are tactically driven, and you don't need them unless you're specifically trying to optimize for a particular tactic. There's a lot of advertising data you do not ever need to look at unless you are actively trying to optimize for, for that advertising platform and what you're doing. What I think you have to do is attach specific metrics whether it's your marketing or business to bigger term strategic goals. And I think those are the most important things. And I would also say that the more general you are in your marketing skills, so maybe you are the blogger, the email marketer, the, all that, you need to keep raising the level of view, meaning don't get too drilled down into small level metrics. You need to stay very high level. You need to be looking at just a couple of key metrics that like Jason mentioned, if you're doing email marketing, what's your list growth? What's your open rate? If you're looking at your, if you're doing content on your site, it's simple Google Analytics reports that you can actually build once you create like or pay someone to create a Google Analytic report and just have it email you. You don't even have to open up Google Analytics. It just sends you an email PDF and you're like, oh, this percentage is what I'm looking for. I want my time on site, which is a metric if you're blogging or doing content. I want that to be going up. I want more people to be spending more time on the site. And, and you attach that metric to a goal of, I want to create more compelling content. And I think that's the methodology we have to get to. And then it's a matter of focus and everything else you ignore and you don't even look at. And you just keep that down until you built out the strategy and seen the, the success that you want to have with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great advice. Okay. It's funny that we all have our favorite marketing metrics. No one said net profit, but <laughs> it is a derivative metric than top line sales and then net profit. So to recap, our favorite marketing methods are, or met metrics are customer acquisition cost, conversion rate, email list growth, and open rates, and choose your own adventure, whatever you're best at, the metric that you lean into <laughs> is the most effective one for you. Be specific for your own skill sets. Uh, great conversation, guys. This is really fun. Who would have known? It's fun to pick your brain and hear the various points of views. And thanks for sharing your insights today. I'm going to wrap it up here. But if you're listening via uh, replay on the call-in app, thank you so much for supporting the show. We'd love your follow on call-in. If you're listening on the e-commerce leader show, then of course, we'd love your highest and best review on Apple Player or Spotify or wherever you're listening from. And we really appreciate your support for the show. So with that said, I'm going to end it here. And uh, thanks, everybody, again for hanging out today. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. 
for free resources including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.